Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast, where we are thankful and happy to have you back with us. We hope you had an awesome, filled week full of love, friendship, and family. We are your nerds, Marcus and Rico. What's up, Rico? How you doing? How was your week? Dude, it was good, man. It was good. Uh, spend a week over in my mom's hometown where my where my grandma still lives. Uh, my nephew also lives there, my sister and my brother-in-law. So we had a nice little week away. Uh, we have some, we have a ranch out there where we get to kind of just stay away. I mean, not that we live in big cities or anything down here, but it's just a different, uh, different pace out there, you know, like being out at the ranch with just animals and not really, you know, houses are X far, X number of feet away from you. It's not like a house, a house, a house, a house. It's just a completely different vibe out there. It's it's crazy. It's very relaxing, soothing, quiet. Uh, it, it was nice, but I'm I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Always, and I know we we're just talking a while ago about. No, there's nothing like sleeping in your own bed, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know that's always one of the things just because like you know, I can be somewhere, you know, at two or three in the morning. Oh, you know, it's okay to sleep here. And that's because I drive, you know, 30, 40. I, I, I live in a, a town, 45, 50 minutes, almost an hour away from my, where my apartment's at. And, uh, you know, at two three in the morning, I'd rather just drive home just so I can sleep on my bed. So I feel you. Yeah. But yeah, nonetheless, uh, my week was good. Uh, it was restful. Uh, you know, a couple of things here and there, but, you know, going to get through it. Uh, going to see what's, you know, going to go on here toward in the future, right? It'll kind of um, just making sure everything's okay. Uh, otherwise, Thanksgiving was good. Spent time with my mom. Spent time with uh, my brother, my niece. Um, spent time with my cousin. My cousin got married yesterday. Congratulations to my cousin Jason and his wife, Elise. Uh, it was a very nice wedding. Um, it was awesome. Uh, had a good time. Um, but, yeah, and as a matter of fact, I think that was the third wedding of this month that not me but my mom intended my mom had been going to weddings all month so i'm i'm, I'm, wow. I'm sure she's tired yeah she's glad uh people were getting you know uh, married and again my brother the first one and then it was like a cousin's sister and then was my other cousin it was just crazy but uh, nonetheless it's over Every, you know congratulations to everybody um hope you know at the end of the day just keep on keeping on you know what i'm you know what i'm saying um yeah. But otherwise, I, are we good to go for the news? Or I know it's a slow week, so just for everybody, low heads up. Uh, it is a slow week, obviously. We had Black Friday and Thanksgiving here, so um, there are some things, right? Uh, yeah. Not many, but I'll let, I'll let Rico go ahead and, and take over. Yeah, so uh, like Marcus said, slow week, but uh, we did get some news, and we'll kick it off with anime. Uh, Dragon Ball Super is going to go a different direction here coming forward. We got a little a little illustration of the, I guess you would call them half Saiyans, right? The half Saiyan yeah, duo half Saiyan of, uh, of of Trunks and Goten uh, in some uh, different style outfits. Uh, if you look at Twitter or look around uh, the net to see what I'm talking about, it'll look a little a little familiar uh, from one of the old school uh, Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um, arcs that we got back in the day of course i'm talking about the great Saiyan man uh those of you those of you that were fans those of you who weren't fans i know you'll it'll probably be a little divisive uh but we gotta just wait and see with what with what comes i know dragon ball super kind of left us on a bit of a cliffhanger there at the end of this uh manga a couple months ago so i'm kind of just glad it's coming back and see what we'll what we're gonna get out of it it's gonna be coming back on uh, just under a month away, uh, it'll be chapter eighty-eight, and that'll be on December twentieth. Uh, what what do you what do you think of this? What do you make of this? Are you excited that we're gonna start off with them? Are you like, are you more uh, put off about it, and you want to get back to like what we ended with? I won't go into spoilers, but it's it, it, it was exciting. <laughs> I I know with what we ended with was exciting, and I, obviously if you if you're familiar with the manga, there are some great arcs coming up, and so. I know people are kind of like curious, right, as to why we're not getting that so soon. But hey, it's Trunks. It's you know, it's Golden. It's Golden. These guys need their um, their screen time. It's been a while, and I'm on, honestly, I'm not upset about you know the Great Saiyan Man ish esque thing that we're getting here. As a matter of fact, I'm actually quite pumped. Um, strangely enough, one of, one of my all time favorite, I guess, looks right when it comes to a uh, Dragon Ball Z is actually um, when Gohan goes Super Saiyan in his Great Saiyan Man outfit without the helmet, of course, and whatever. It's just he always he's always looked real badass to me um, in that outfit. So, well, we'll see what we get. We'll see, you know, where it kind of goes from here. But I'm I'm all for it. I think Goten and Trunks 
uh, deserve a little screen time. So I'm glad it's here, you know, because they don't really get much in the manga anyways, as you know, as far as their own screen time. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes and we'll see what's up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, it's always nice to have. I know, like, you know, Goku is like the guy in uh, Dragon Ball, but it's always nice to get a little bit of story elsewhere uh, and see what we what we get like coming out of there. So you're right. Like, it's something to look forward to. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of trunks and Goten uh, Goten fans out there that are been waiting for like their time to shine. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this is this is what that is. You know, coming off of this uh, movie, uh, this big movie that was not centered around Goku or Vegeta, uh, but rather Gohan and Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this kind of let lets them have a little bit of development and let them progress a little bit more in this universe. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving on, we have a uh, Kaiji anime. Uh, I'm not too familiar with uh, with Kaiji. Uh, could you enlighten us a little bit more about what this is, what this is about, Marcus? Yeah. Um, for those of you who are into high stakes type games, uh, mind games, psychological, you know, this is a gambling type anime. Uh, I've actually seen the first, what, eight, nine episodes of the Kaiji, uh, Ultimate Survivor. Um, he's just a pathetic person who, you know, he's just, he's just trash, hates himself. He just is not a mind to anything in life. So he... He has this, um, he's able to kind of go on this, I guess you can call it like a Squid game S type thing where he's able to change his life based on gambling. Um, so he boards the ship and the rest is history. He just starts, you know, debt, gambling, starts piling all these things. So it's a real, it's a real high stakes anime. It's, it was actually real badass. Um, it was, it came out in 07, 08. So it, it is a little older, but nonetheless, it does have a sequel in Kaiji Against All Rules. And again, same concept. Uh, gambling, gambling, gambling. It, it's a lot, it's actually a lot of fun um, and worth a watch, actually. It is getting its English um, dubbed coming here soon. Uh, I know recently that Kaiji also got kind of a spinoff. I heard the spinoff was good, but it kind of lost its popularity along the way because, again, this is a, you know, 10-plus anime that people uh, don't really remember, if anything. It kind of fell under a lot of people's radar. Um, so, you know, something to check out, especially if you're into those high stakes gambling. It's it's actually a lot of fun. I, I do recommend it. It, it I am going to go back and finish it, but I saw that it was actually, you know, because it was recently um, it was come out in English. So I said, you know, I might I want to see what's like in English instead. So it is coming out tomorrow, November 28th. It's going to debut. So it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. Nice. Uh, so next up, uh, Lookism, which we talked about maybe I think two weeks ago. Then last week again, uh, announcing unfortunately that there was going to be a delay. Uh, we hadn't gotten a date yet, but now we do. Lookism, I believe, is coming to Netflix, right? Yeah, coming to Netflix, and the date is now December eighth. So right around the corner for those of us uh, looking forward to Lookism. I am. Last thing I have here is that we have about twelve days left until we get the teaser for. Demon Slayer, the Swordsmith Village arc, which uh, I know Marcus has talked about to me and uh, a couple a couple of our friend uh, group uh, that likes Demon Slayer quite a bit. You know, it's been hyped up to uh, for us and that we're going to see some cool things come out. Uh, is this one of the better ones? Is this closer to the end? I know you're you're a reader. So uh, yeah, what, can, what, what can you what insight can you tell us about the the swordsmith arc if you liked everything up on up until now you're gonna love the swordsmith arc um this actually is the arc if i remember correctly it's because i'm thinking of a, something else that kind of happens and i don't know if they're going to include that bit of the story in here if this does include it this will actually be the i guess penultimate season but if not there might maybe be one more 12 episode season after this you know depending on what the episode count is for this one um so in, in all actuality we have maybe about two arcs Three, if you include the final arc, so we're already we're already right there. It's 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 gearing up. It's it's gonna end soon. Um, I, I know the even the manga was re- relatively short, but if you enjoyed the last arc, the Entertainment District arc, you're gonna love this one because again, whenever you have the Hashira, you know they're they're gonna pop off. And now that you're dealing with you know, uh, I don't want to say, but but well, I'm gonna say it. Kind of like the stronger, strongest ones with most potential um, of the Hashira. They, they mm-hmm. tend to pop off and they're going to kind of pop off here. They're going to pop off later and they're going to pop off in the finale. So um, it's be look forward to it because you're not going to regret it. Promise. So it would be fair to say that we're about to go through like a, 
a big level up in terms of what we're going to see from our characters. Yeah, in in a, in a small yeah, in a small way there is a, there is actually a uh, um, a power up episode here and there. I remember there being a power up chapters and stuff like that because uh, we do get some things that happen. You know, again, a spoiler free. Not going to mention spoilers, but some stuff does happen to where uh, Tanjiro is going to be able to do a bit more because of again, it's all about experiences and knowledge that he's able to gain. So uh, we are going to get some of those things. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, if there's nothing else, Marcus, uh, I'll jump over to gaming. Anything else you wanted to throw in there? Something you're watching or, or something no, no. that caught your radar? Okay. No, uh, I know later on we're gonna our discussion is gonna feature kind of stuff like that. So I'm gonna wait until then. You're right. You're right. So uh, we'll we'll save that for then. Uh, gaming. We have talked about The Witcher and that we're going to be getting uh, the next gen upgrade here uh, this coming month. Uh, we did get some more news coming from The Witcher Upgrade. It's said to include bonus DLC based on the Netflix series. Uh, I'm not too sure what what exactly that's going to entail, but we are going to get... If, if you're uh, an old fan and you like the Netflix series, you're going to get some new stuff in here. If you're a new fan coming from the Netflix series, there's probably going to be a little bit of... Uh, from, I, I, I'm about to butcher this word. Fam, fami, familiarity? familiarity with some of these things that are going to be in there from this bonus DLC. I have read in other articles that is there is going to be certain quality of life changes uh, as it pertains to like uh, using your controller and stuff like that. It's going to be a little bit easier to use your different abilities and stuff like that. Um, I won't get too. I didn't get too uh, into Everything that 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 these quality of life changes, uh, aside from you know the control schemes and all that, what that entails, but it's supposed to be pretty big, uh, based on the article that I read. You know, just uh, in in glancing over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good things coming for The Witcher. Uh, Bayonetta Four was casually announced through a tweet by their senior vice president and chief game designer. I mean, why not? It seems like, uh, uh, yeah, why not? I mean, part three seemed to be pretty well received. People liked it. Uh, I did see a little bit of people uh, have mixed feelings about like the ending and stuff. Some things that happened. Uh, I'm not a Bayonetta player. So that's why I kind of watched a little bit of what happened. I'm not too familiar with the whole story. And I don't have that emotional investment of playing all the games. So I checked it out. I watched a couple uh, some playthroughs and some people stream it on Twitch and stuff. So I saw that some people had some mixed feelings, but are you a Bayonetta player, Marcus, at all? Or I've played the first two. I haven't played part three. I know Rick, our our boy Ricky. Um, shout out to Ricky is a big Bayonetta player. He says, "Yeah, I beat Bayonetta three in one sitting," and uh, he was gonna go back and replay the DLC and stuff like that. And he said he loved the story, but you know, yeah, and again, it's if you if you've seen the story, and I, I'm kind of a little bit familiar with it, you know, because I do like to spoil myself. Um, it makes sense that there's a part four. There, there had to be a part four based off what you saw. Uh, people were kind of, I guess, the mixed reaction came from, "Oh, this is supposed to be like, was this the last one? Where are we going from here? Where do you go?" But yeah, you know, it's Bayonetta. It's 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 Bayonetta. You see a lot of fantastical elements, dark gothic fantastical elements that kind of jump into it um, as a, I guess, a linear story. Because again, it is a linear story. So um, there's many many ways you can go about it. So I, I think. I think people are just, you know, uh, it's weird. I don't know what they were looking for because it's kind of like, you know, you're not dealing with a cinematic masterpiece or, you know, you're not dealing with, it's, it's you know, a story like what, what's a, what's a good story out there, right? A good, concise story that everybody appreciates, you know, and loves. Uh, what, Lion King, right? Hamlet, Shakespeare. This yeah. is Bayonetta. This is Bayonetta. Demons, vampires, bats, gods. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. So if you're on board with the craziness, you're going to love it. So. Right on. Uh, up next, we have uh, Ubisoft returning to Steam, which is going to be starting off with Assassin's Creed Valhalla in December. So Ubisoft games are coming back to Steam. For those of you that don't like have, going through the Ubisoft uh, Plus launcher, and you know you're one of those people that doesn't like uh, you. You play on PC first of all, and you don't you want to kind of keep everything like in one box and kind of just use Steam or have your Steam and your Battle.net or you know, it's it's nice that we're going to be able to have some of these games 
back in Steam and not have to have this launcher, that launcher, this launcher, that launcher. So I guess it's just really a convenience thing. Uh, so, I mean, right on with that. We did also, we yesterday we got a Ramatra gameplay trailer. For those of you that don't know, or if you don't remember, Ramatra is the upcoming tank in Overwatch 2, which will be coming with Season 2, uh, which is happening December 6th, if I remember correctly. So, uh, did you get to check that out? Did you watch the trailer, Marcus? Did you like what you saw, not like what you saw? I haven't seen it, actually. I know you had sent you had sent it to me, and I was going to see it there. I, it's, it's not a very long trailer. Is it? I know it's like I was about to start it, but I didn't see it. Um, but I am watching it right now. Um, and uh, live reaction, live reaction, yeah. right on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gets a little to a live reaction. So I am watching it right now. His character design is the shit, first of all, and the way he, and I'm up to the part where he's he just switched to his big bulk. I forgot what his big bulky mode was called because he did have a scepter here in the beginning. Um, it's he looks great. <laughs> I'm actually having a lot of fun watching it because I'm just thinking like, you know. In the beginning, when Overwatch was first again created and, and first saw, you know, you kind of saw the simplicity as, as, as far as some of the mechanics, you know, that you got in. So now that we're kind of this deep in, and you see someone like uh, uh, um, or Matra, you kind of feel like, damn, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want any of these guys to get left behind. When you have this tank who just looks like that, he's very techy. You can tell he has all kinds of abilities, and he's going to be able to do all kinds of stuff. And his scepter looks amazing. So it look, it looks awesome. Um, his abilities look crazy. Uh, he looks like he packs a punch. He has kind of like a Doomfist kind of thing going in there where he's able to block ults right by himself. I'm assuming that's a regular ability. I'm kind of going back and, and replaying it a bit just to kind of see what, you know, what I got here. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a really interesting kit. Like, he has a lot that he's able to do. His, uh, his staff and his, his attack with that staff is going to be known as the Void Accelerator. So he is in some form or fashion going to be dealing with Void or it seems like that's kind of going to be uh, part of like what his kit is like centered around his weapon wise. With his void accelerator, I think he's also able to he he's able to throw out projectiles. Uh, he's also able to create uh, a barrier, as you can see yeah. there. Um, then when he switches over to his nemesis form, which is uh, what you the big the, the big, big form that you were talking yeah. about, he has a, a pummel ability, which is where he punches. Uh, he also takes less damage from the front when he is blocking. You can see him like block when he like puts his hands in the form of an X. Uh-huh. Uh, again, he he is able to go between some of those two forms, which it's Nemesis form and I forget what the other one. I think it's just called Omnic form or or something like that. Uh, then his ultimate, where you can see that he runs forward and he uh, kind of like latches onto the characters. Mm-hmm. And if I'm seeing this correctly, he uses nanobots and it deals damage and reduces enemy damage by 50%. So kind of like he's just going to charge at you and yeah. you're going to do less damage and he's going to be looking for those punches, I'm sure. Uh, the last thing that was pretty interesting is he fires a ball that explodes and it deals damage in like a fielded area and it also slows and pulls enemies downward. That's so. So some of those right, flying, some of those like uh, pesky characters that are like very mobile in the air. Maybe maybe flyers. Maybe others others that have like different kind of mobility, like a Junkrat Lucio, or a yeah. Genji or a, a Lucio. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll kind of slow them and pull them like to a set position a little bit. See, uh, see what I mean, like when you got a character like this, you know what I mean, like you know. And the fact that he's able, a kid seems he's, he's, I guess, a lot of negation. I guess if, you, if I want to put it in some, in some kind of context and stuff like that. And then you have someone like Doomfist, where again we we know Doomfist is in a, is in a very weird spot. You know, if if Ramantra can do and shield rocket, you know, the way and slow the way he does, Doomfist needs to be able to do something. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't want anybody to be left behind, man, because this guy looks awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and and that that's kind of what happens. Like that's kind of the formula. What what with when we get new characters and we have like power creep and stuff like that. When you know you gotta make the new guy really powerful, be yeah, able to yeah. do a lot. Like a, uh, this guy seems like uh, he's able to do a lot. Like he, uh, we'll figure out uh, some weaknesses and stuff like that, or maybe he'll just be super OP and then get a little bit of a tuning down or something. But 
you know, when, when you get somebody new, you want him to be strong and you want everybody to try him out. Yeah. yeah. I want to give him a shot. And uh, Doomfist is one uh, particularly that uh, comes to mind, like you said, because he has this guy seems like he has probably a better punch than Doomfist. And he even has like a like a damage block, much like the way Doomfist does, but probably more powerful also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't worry too much about Doomfist. Also slow. Which they they took away from Doomfist's kit initially, so uh, I I don't worry about Doomfist too much because I think they're already looking at him, but he also has um, a gravity sort of ability, which I'm like okay, like so he has a little bit of gravity. Sigma has a little bit of gravity. He's a rush tank. Ryan is a rush tank. He has a shield. Sigma has a shield. So like, how is this guy and this guy, like this guy's kit, Ramatra, gonna affect the rest of the tanks uh, mm-hmm. going forward, and how they're gonna have to be tuned. And who is he going to? Who is he going to replace at the head of their playstyle? Yeah, you know, because that's usually what happens. Like we get like the best uh, rush tank, the best dive tank, the best uh, bunker tank. You know, different different playstyles. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for different uh, ways that people like to play tank, right? So, what 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 uh, what do you like? Just in seeing what you saw, uh, what do, what do you kind of see this guy? Where do you see him fitting into uh, the game in terms of a playstyle that you think you'll you'll use him for? Um, I'm gonna say more. I'm trying to think of the other tanks, kind of more or less what tank kind of fits into. And where obviously I kind of see like my play style, again, I use a lot of um, D.Va, Wrecking Ball, Ryan, and I use Ryan in a, in a not, <laughs> in a not, you know, non-traditional tank way. Um, but Macho seems more of a your type Sigma, um, very techy again, you know, very um, intentional about the abilities when to use them and stuff like that and again i say intentional not you're not going to spam everything but obviously if you have some sort of if you have these these abilities that are able to again stop slow deal damage in this particular context you got to be very mindful of how how you use your abilities you know what i mean so kind of fits kind of fits with the uh sigma um kind of also fits with uh orissa in a sense that you know she obviously She's there to tank damage as much damage as you can, kind of lay off the fire from everybody else, and kind of you know keep distance, um, stuff like that. Or as you know, in my case, you know, Diva, I'm going in, out, in, out, wrecking ball, in, out, disrupt, disrupt, in, out. Uh, Ryan, I'm gonna shield, yeah, but you know my job, my Ray, Ryan, I'm gonna go in there and beat the shit out of people. Um, same thing with Doomfist again, real techie. Like Doomfist also features those things where, um, and an offensive skill, right? Went to well, went to jump, went to um, went to punch um when to combo your stuff and things like that so i think so far the way i've seen it it fits more your play style uh tank play style than mine so i think it's more up your alley but i am gonna give him a shot in the first shot because he looks awesome of course dude he looks amazing and uh to be fair it, it seems like uh maybe in base form he does have like a little bit of that slower sigma orissa but then it it seems like when you go into that nemesis form all bets are off right and i'm getting in there bro like i'm coming at you especially if you use that ult and you uh you're like uh kind of it seems like you're gonna passively damage people uh a little bit then you're gonna be you know throwing hands and you have that uh that debuff where they're going to be doing 50% less damage. I can, I can already imagine like one of these guys coming at you with the nano and the ult, like watch out, bro. So I get, I guess it's kind of like a little bit of a hybrid, uh, depending on on what you're going to do. And when it's time to like, you tell your team, like, Hey, I got ult. get ready. Like get ready to, you know, hold W we're going to, we're about to turn up and we're going after these guys and we're about to murder some people. Yeah. And that is this form. That is true. That is true. Nemesis form does look like because I'm gonna get in there, and the way this guy does kind of run at you and stuff like that, he he he's gonna be a fortunate. And again, tank damage, so he's gonna take damage. He's gonna run in there. Uh, so yeah, um, okay, I take that hybrid of a Marcus Rico hybrid, right? Build a tank build here, because <laughs> I know our, our tanks, our tank play styles are you know pretty pretty different. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm also uh, I'm also looking to watch out. I believe there was like a dev update scheduled for today. I haven't looked into it. 
but I'm also interested to see what they say about his sizing. It seems he seems like he might be one of the smallest tanks in his like base form and then nemesis form like obviously we see him like just grow similar to like winston going from you know winston to uh primal winston yeah yeah so uh i wonder how that's gonna play like with him seeming like he's small uh at least in what we've seen thus far mm. but uh but we'll see i mean we're gonna get uh we're gonna get some more that dev update was was scheduled to come out today again i haven't looked at it i'll probably take a look Added after this, we're also supposed to get on the 29th. We're gonna get uh, some season two uh, gameplay trailers. We're also gonna get a roadmap for season two, uh, and on the second, we're scheduled for a new map reveal. So, I mean, Overwatch two, uh, it's been out. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people playing it, uh, streamers, friends. So, uh, you know, it's a great time to be an Overwatch fan. We're getting a new, we're getting a new hero here next month. We're getting. Uh, PVE early next year. So super excited with where the game's at right now. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, speaking of games and excitement, uh, Gunfire Reborn got uh-huh. a new boss a couple of days ago on the 24th. They got a new boss. I think his name is Gluttony. Uh, they also got a new game mode called Assault. I have not gotten to try them. I haven't looked into them too much. Uh, did you get to play any Gunfire this week or... I did, but I didn't. I didn't play the the new the new stuff. I was just going through some runs by myself on reincarnation because I know we just got to the the first part of reincarnation and stuff. Uh, for those of you not familiar with that, that's just the hardest difficulty that's there. But then there's like eight different difficulties on reincarnation, so we'll see. But yeah, I, I did have some fun with it. It's always a fun game, but I didn't get to, I didn't get a chance to try out any of the new stuff yet. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure we're gonna get to that this week. Uh, yeah, that uh, we have we're getting over that little Thanksgiving hangover. We'll get back into some gaming and some watching stuff and different little things and uh, bring bring back our reports. Uh, Sony is fighting the Microsoft acquisition. There was a lot of juicy details going on around this week. Sony talking about Game Pass and kind of saying that uh, Xbox is kind of deflating the numbers of what Game Pass actually does for them. There was also some comments about uh, micro, the, some a claim that Microsoft's true strategy is to make with the Activision Blizzard deal, which is what all this is really about. Uh, their true strategy is to make uh, PlayStation no longer a competitor, but to make them more like like a Nintendo. And I was like, wow, dude, like you guys are really insulting or like if that's supposed to be shade, like <laughs> you're insulting like the wrong people because Nintendo usually outsells both, don't they? In terms of like what? Like just in general? Sales? Yeah, yeah. But, but usually does. I know PlayStation sometimes, which is weird because PlayStation um, sometimes will outsell Nintendo, but Nintendo's always up there. And which is also real strange because they say, oh, you know, is to not compete. And, and then you're going to finish off with the not competing 18 rated shooter, right? Like mm-hmm. they, 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 they don't want that space, but like, you know, Battlefield, what's the other one? Kills, Killzone. I think it was called Killzone back in the day. Killzone. PlayStation's, have, PlayStation's had, had them. And they just, you know, I guess obviously because Call of Duty is this billion dollar franchise, you know what I mean? So obviously everybody wants a piece of the pie. Uh, but then, you know, like Nintendo Switch, you know what I mean? Like, people are capable of, com- of making their own shooters in, in whatever capacity. So, to me, that did sound like it's a claim, right? And to me, it sounds pretty ignorant. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't give a shit how you slice it. Nintendo has Splatoon, for for God's sake. Like, yeah, that's technically a shooter. There is online play. There's competitive play. And you know what I mean? And it's squid paint more than the other team and you're going to win. And it has a huge following. Obviously. Yes. I'm, I'm comparing apples to oranges, right? Cause it's not a, you know, this call of duty billion dollar franchise, but nonetheless, the capabilities are there. That's my point. The capabilities are there for Nintendo, for PlayStation, for Xbox can't do these things. And again, it's more of a PlayStation wants a piece of the pie too. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's what it boils down to. Cause at the end of the day, money's money for these people. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, I feel like we keep hearing these reports of like uh, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, keeps saying that they're they're willing to uh, to uh, work out a contract or something with Sony that, you know, Call of Duty will stay on their platform going forward or for 
uh, and even will remain off Game Pass like X number of years or whatever. But they they just kind of just do not want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just feels odd because it feels like if the shoe was on the other foot, like they would do this, like for sure. They they if if the roles were switched, like they would want Activision Blizzard, right? Like yeah, yeah. Now that's the thing, and, and if. But PlayStation has been a little funny like that. If the roles were switched, PlayStation would be doing all these things, you know, playing good guy, playing good guy, and you know, it's just it's it's always it's always a little weird. And PlayStation has been a little fine like that, you know. It's I, I'm trying to think of the right term or I guess right phrase to use, but it's not coming to me. But they've always just been like that. It, it's it's never it's never their fault, and if they're not getting a part of it, they're gonna be upset. If it's all them, hey, this is well, we're doing this ourselves. Um, it doesn't involve anybody, you know, real like that. And it always been real weird. They even up to like stuff like time exclusives, you know, they're real stingy with their own property. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so, so there all there are uh, all these claims and still some things going out there. Uh, I I don't know um, the extent of how far they're still looking into this acquisition. Uh, if there's any merit to some of the things that uh, Sony is claiming or whatever, but uh, you know, the sales are not done until it's done. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have seen some reports that the act, the people on the Activision Blizzard side, like are kind of uh, for the deal, obviously, because you know, they just sold themselves for X amount, billion of billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh, they want their money, but uh, they're for the deal. Uh, obviously, Microsoft's for the deal. Uh, I don't really think Nintendo or any of them have have said anything about this. I think uh, from what I've seen, it's still going. It's still in contention in Europe. I think, but uh, like I said, it, it, it it's not done until it's done. So yeah, and Xbox and Nintendo have always had a really good relationship compared to you know to Sony and everybody else. So <laughs> it's just it's pretty funny, but you know, yeah. So if it, if this if this kind of stuff interests you, you know, feel free to look it up a little bit more and get more of the details for yourself. Uh, I know not everybody's into all this, uh, you know, console console versus console or who's buying who or who's uh, acquiring what. So, uh, you know, some uh, for some people, it's just as simple as uh, I just want to play games. So if you want to look into this a little bit more, feel free to do that for yourself. Uh, now we're going to go to a little bit of praise for sony and for one of their games uh god of war they did sell uh, over 5.1 million copies debut week it is the fastest selling first party launch and a ge- uh god did i say gears earlier god of war franchise record Gears of war <laughs> yeah Good one. whenever i see like gow i always get confused because i'm an xbox guy so i think gears of war but it's god of war ragnarok to be specific the second here in this uh this would be the what god of war game like overall i know it's the second Uh, like in this in this kind of like reboot but main main storyline five number five okay in the main storyline yeah there's other side ones you know ghost of sparta and what's the other one i forgot the other one but there's other ones and stuff like that but yeah this would be five in the main in the main storyline yeah so uh from what i see people people are loving it especially uh those people that are big fans i know uh Rudy said that he was hooked on it uh, when he did come back and got a chance to start playing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's up for game of the year for a reason. Yeah, for sure. Probably going to be a good one. Uh, last little thing I have here is uh, Pokemon also uh, was able to pull up some big numbers, selling over 10 million copies over three days. Um, you know, with... Uh, with the controversy of performance and stuff like that, you know, it's still sold and it, it sold a lot, 10 million over three days. Uh, something else I read that was a little interesting is uh, some people were report were reporting that Nintendo was actually issuing refunds for the game. Did you see anything about that? I have not. This is the first I've heard about it. Yeah, there was uh, some people that were unhappy with the game and stuff like that. So uh, I've never gone through anything like that. But from what I've read, Nintendo is kind of it doesn't really do refunds. Doesn't really. 
uh, issue refunds and stuff like that. So ten, ten, ten million, ten million sold, ten million sold. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, there is this, and strange enough, I think with that much and with everything kind of you know the controversy surrounding Pokemon, there is a silver lining. And, and I was kind of thinking about it like, if you've sold over ten million copies, and you would think you know, and and there's and it's been a while since Pokemon's kind of you know a game has experienced this type of controversy as far as performance you know is concerned, and all these people, and it's it's actually been very very vocal across the internet. You know what I mean? So. It's interesting that maybe down the road, whatever happens in the next one, you know, down the road, obviously Nintendo has a, a good reputation for the most part, and they would try to not have something like this happen again in the future, especially if you're selling over 10 million copies of said game. So, and we, and we know Pokemon is Pokemon, and it, it's funny because new generations out, especially what ha- what happened with Pokemon and the resurgence experience during COVID and the past, uh, you know, uh, three, uh, two or three years, like... It's no accident that you, Pokemon Scar- Scarlet and Violet sold this many, especially with a new generation of Pokemon fans coming up because, you know, they're, they're in the same boat that we were in with the cards and um, the games and stuff like that. So it's awesome to see. So I don't expect Nintendo to repeat this particular mis- uh, mistake. So that even that that makes me happy going forward. And my expectations going forward now are even higher just because, like, hey, Nintendo's not going to... I guess if you want to call this a fumble, they fumbled a bit, right? Um, but they're not going to do it again. So there is that silver lining, you know, that I, I was just kind of, you know, thinking it over about. And another people have even mentioned it online too, which I was like, hey, you know, I'm not the only one. So I, I thought that was cool also. So uh, a little something kind of, you know, to look forward to. Yeah, whether it's a Nintendo or Game Freak or whoever, you know, there there was, there's there's some work to be done and some some reflection uh, to be had and little things to be looked at in terms of this game and you know it was ambitious it was very ambitious very oh, yeah. different uh you know it was kind of a mix between what we got in the change with uh, legends arceus and what we got in uh, like our last mainstream game with uh, pokemon sword and shield it was a nice like mesh of the two uh, mm-hmm. and the game is a, is phenomenal the performance really is where the where the issues lie yeah so uh there's been like mixed i i've seen like some mixed rumors about whether or not there is uh gonna be some sort of patch for something like that whether it can be patched or what the issue what what kind of lies at like the heart of the performance issue whether it's the switch whether it's the game uh so we'll have to wait and see like to see what's coming uh in terms of for this game but uh you know it, it moved a lot of units it's very you know pokemon has a crazy fandom oh yeah uh, so i mean right on the last thing the last thing i'll say with uh, pokemon is we did uh, i did report i think last week we we talked about the uh, icons that finally came out for the nintendo switch and being able to use them like as your profile picture we did get the new set of icons i think it includes uh the two uh the two evolutions like the the fire, the firefighting, and the fire ghost. I forget what they're called. One of them, I think, is Cerulege. and I forget what the Armourouge is. It Armourouge and Cerulege? Oh, oh, uh, I'm about those. Ah, my bad. Yeah, totally. Yeah, out. it's those two, and then we got a, we got also uh, some of the characters from the game. I think Penny is one of them that you can get. Namona and uh, Arvin. So if you're interested in seeing you, the professor, what's his name? I guess. I know Pedro? you're, yeah, no, the, not the Pokey professor, the, the teacher. So I'm sorry, Jock, professor Jock. Oh, so he, he's also an option there. So, uh, if you're looking to maybe getting those icons again, we don't, I, we're not sure at this point if they're going to come back around, if at all. So if you're interested in using some of those, if you like some of those new characters, check them out. They're really easy to get. They cost like those silver coins or whatever it is from the nintendo store that you get mm-hmm. just from buying little things here and there so check them out uh anything else for gaming marcus uh Any... no no that's that's about it from that's about it yeah I'm good for my a double xp weekend right also for for overwatch i just remembered that yeah just... you said you, you played a little bit of that but that ends what today or tomorrow uh yes i'm pretty sure I, i've actually been playing a lot so i've been getting a healthy dose of xp playing with myself <laughs> All right, so uh, try to try to squeeze in those last uh, couple hours if uh, you're an Overwatch fan. Uh, moving over to TV and movies, 
there's a new there's a new thing coming to um a new series coming to Netflix. I'm not sure if this is out already. I think so. But it's it it's called the uh, Kaleidoscope. 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 Yeah, I know that 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 I'm not too familiar with uh, what the term means exactly, but I know it has something to do with like light and colors. Which yeah, uh, a, a kaleidoscope. I don't know if you remember growing up. Um, you used to look inside these like barrels, and at the end of these barrels, they had those shapes and colors at the end that you would twist. There we go. That's would, what they are. Do those things. Yeah, it's a kaleidoscope. There we go. So that's perfect with the with what the concept of this uh, series is going to be. It it basically has different episodes that are titled as different colors and the the concept behind this is you're going to be able to watch this show in different episodes or different colors and different orders that you watch them in are supposed to give you different meanings so it's like a non-linear show oh yeah yeah but it's going to it's going to hit you differently depending on the order in which you watch it and this was actually I didn't even know about this. This was actually brought to our t- to my attention by uh, our friend uh, good friend of the podcast Brown Yeti, aka Cornelio. So uh interesting interesting concept here. I I've never I don't think I've ever watched anything like this. So I will be checking this out uh here soon. Mm-hmm. This appeal to you at all or do you know of anything like this whether in movie form, game form, anything like this? Uh I do not. The only thing was that uh, what's it called uh, the anime anime uh, movie that's coming out. That depending on where you watch it, how you watch it, both movies will determine your experience. If you watch movie A and then movie B, it's gonna have like a, a it's gonna have like a I guess because you watch in that order, it's supposed to be a happy ending. But if you watch it the other way around, it's supposed to be a sad ending. Uh, and it's supposed to work both ways. That's the only thing that comes to my mind. I totally forgot what's called, and I mentioned it on the podcast before. It's not coming to me, but yeah, that's the parallel that I made between the two. All right, all right. So, so it, it you you're familiar with something like it already? Minimal, so, yeah. Okay. Um, up next, we have Bioshock. The Bioshock movie director has stated that Netflix has given him free reign to do as he likes. Uh, our director is named Francis Lawrence. He has some of his work include the Hunger Games and Constantine. And I guess the free reign thing. Uh, with that, he he has said that he is looking forward to working alongside the game creators. So any of those Bioshock fans, I know our, you mentioned Ricky earlier. Is uh, I know he's a big Bioshock fan. I think Andrew is also. So um, if any time that they kind of stick closer to the game and, uh, you know, he did work on something like Constantine, which is a little bit darker tone, darker vibe. I'm hoping that he brings a little bit of that to... The Bioshock uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I know this is a, this this is the part that Marcus has been waiting for. One of Marcus's favorite, like we talked about last week, one of his favorite series, Indiana Jones Five, <laughs> will de-age Harrison Ford in its opening scene. And uh, Harrison Ford's uh, comments is that he's never seen something like this, like look so like look so real, or he believes it. So uh, just heavy praise from, you know, uh, one of the older generation actors uh, still churning, uh, uh, churning out some content and saying like, wow, this uh, this stuff looks pretty good. Of course, he's going to say that for his own movie, but still uh, being that this is, again, one of Marcus's favorite. Uh, yeah, sure. I've never seen that. And I mentioned that too. <laughs> Never seen any Anna Jones movie ever. <laughs> yeah, and I quote, I'm more likely to watch the new Blues Clues movie than Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> uh, so uh, la- last we talked about the, the Blade movie, we they were kind of up in, up in the air, kind of scrambling, looking for uh, kind of a little reset to what they had going on there. And... They have found their people. They found uh, Jan Dimage is set to direct Blade. And the new script is being written by Michael Starberry, who worked on When They See Us, uh, which is, I believe, a TV series. Jan Dimage worked on uh, Lovecraft Country, which is a, a show that I liked. 
a lot. So I'm excited for that news. Uh, I was really excited for Blade and was uh, kind of sad when I heard that it was kind of up in the air. See, uh, I was kind of afraid that I, I was afraid it was going to get canceled, to be honest. But I'm glad they're able to kind of rework everything and move forward with this project. I'm a, I'm a big Blade fan. I was always a big Blade fan growing up. So the OGs too. They were a lot of fun. Still remember them. Pretty very fun. Very different. Very dark. The whole vampire thing and awesome, awesome. So Ryan Reynolds was in what the part three? Yes, part three. Ryan Reynolds and uh, who 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 is the girl? Jessica Biel. Is Jessica Biel? Was it? I think so. I think it was. Yeah. I think so. She was the young whistler. So up next, we the last couple of things we have uh, Mandalorian season three news will be dropping next week at Brazil Comic Con. So for those uh, Star Wars Star Wars fans out there, we got Mando coming up or Mando news coming up next week. Uh, I have heard really good things about Andor. I've only seen the first episode, but I think it's over now. I think it's finished. So uh, I'll probably be binging it uh, right now. I'm currently binging Wednesday. Uh, for those people that uh, are a little behind, like myself. Or some of the people that got to just sit down and just go ham this week, like Marcus. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm enjoying what I've seen so thus far. I think I'm about halfway. Uh, but uh, that's another thing. Wednesday, check it out. I think Jenna Ortega is amazing at Wednesday. Save that uh, thoughts for the our discussion. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll save a little bit more there. Uh, Seth MacFarlane has stated that the filming of Ted, the prequel series, for Peacock has officially wrapped. I've heard a lot of things about the Ted movies. I've never seen them. Have you? Which ones? The Ted movies, the the bear? I've seen the first one. I know there's two of them, right? Mm-hmm. There's I've two. I've never seen the second one. I've seen the first one, which I remember actually being funny as hell. Uh, I, I haven't seen it enough to quote it like other movies and stuff like that, but I've, I've, I remember it being actually pretty good. Isn't Tom Brady in the second one? Is he? Like I said, I've never seen the second one. I think Tom Brady's in the second one. If I, if I remember correctly, I remember him coming out like in the previews. Maybe. Something about golden balls or something like that. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming right? to me. I think, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I've, all, I've heard good things about these movies, but I've never seen them. I mean, I, if they're getting a prequel, then somebody, there's a reason they're making a prequel. Uh, because they're this will be a third yeah Yeah, this will be a third part of it and i believe there are movies and i think this is a series so yeah so uh i mean if you if you're a ted fan more coming or if you've never seen ted get on it what are you waiting for so the last thing i have here which uh again some crazy stuff coming for some of our childhood shows there is a Bambi horror film in the works. Uh, it is supposed to be, <laughs> it's supposed to center around Bambi becoming a vicious killing machine after the death of his mother. So uh, Winnie the Pooh, the banana splits. We talked about uh, Peter Pan, them doing something crazy and interesting with Peter Pan, and now Bambi. So all of our childhood movies eventually are going to become horror films. I guess yeah. is, is the new the new thing, and which I'm down for. To be honest, they sound fun, and again, each one of these does have, I guess, a, I guess like a, I was like a niche, I guess, kind of to cater to, right? You have Disney fans, horror fans, and you know, uh, like if you're, let's say, they turn Aladdin into a serial killer, right? Like he's gonna, people, they're gonna kill people in different ways. You know what I mean? If, if I'm Aladdin, you have genie, and you always use that genie to kill people. If you're Peter Pan, you have the Lost Boys. Maybe we'll do something with the Lost Boys and mess you up. <laughs> Uh, you know, so different ways to kind of go about it. If you have Hercules, I'm sure he just, you know, strong punch your face off or something. You know what I mean, it's like just different, different ways that they can, you know, be creative with this. So it sounds interesting. It, it, it you know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me. Have you ever heard of like the Marvel What If series? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. It, it reminds me of like all these Disney movies. Like, what if this doesn't end happy and instead like our our character like one of the events because obviously like i'll use this one for example like bambi's mother does die in the movie and you know he he, he he goes through he goes through the movie uh and you know that that's part of uh the story or whatever what if what if he really didn't take this well and decides to just go ham on the rest of the world and blame the world for that occurrence mm-hmm. 
so yeah, that's kind of what it reminds me of, like all these what if scenarios and everybody just happens to become killers <laughs> because it, because in, in some way, like they do fit in in the movies that we've seen thus far mm. uh, because they all do go through something big in the Disney movies. So I guess it's another one of those where we just wait and see. But I think that's it for TV and movies and for, you know, the news in general. Uh, we again we Marcus talked about it at the beginning of the show. We really didn't get too much this week. All the news was like deals here, deals there, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, uh buy, 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 buy one, get one free. Like crazy. Yeah. Uh but as far as uh a little bit we're gonna we're probably gonna go into a little bit more uh detail about what we've been up to during this week. We're gonna have an open uh kind of like free discussion this week so if you want to know a little bit about our week or maybe what we picked up black friday or what we're looking for for cyber monday or things like that or like our thanksgiving week tune into our uh discussion uh i think we'll probably be uploading that tomorrow i'll probably we're recording this on sunday uh because i just got back today so we'll be putting this out uh, here sunday night and we'll have the discussion for you tomorrow anything else marcus no no that's that's everything on my end uh if you haven't heard our other um, podcasts we do have our discussion from last week we're centered around a little bit of nostalgia um growing up you know rooms personalities games going you know playing growing up i was more of a q a with rico so um if you want to you know stroll down memory lane a little bit because i know we do enjoy that a lot feel free to listen to that um you can always listen to our um news and our podcast from last week's just in case you missed something or there's see if there's anything that piques your interest um, but otherwise, again, you can always follow us on Twitter. I haven't been as active lately. That's my fault. I apologize. Or a uh, best place to follow us on uh, rss.com. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for um, an awesome week. And Thanksgiving uh, just just finished. But it's always good to be thankful for the people in your lives, friends and family. And, you know, just be appreciative of everything that we have. So thank you to everybody out there listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, well said. No, just uh, thanks for listening. Later, guys. Later. You have a good one.